Good evening. I'm C.D. Domitio, and this is Vagabond Magazine, and our first podcast here on the Substack. I'm just giving this a tryout. I thought I would go ahead and read you my recent essay, which is A Year of Living Baldism, uh, which is your introduction to the religion of baldism. Why don't we get started? So, the goal of this is to introduce the religion of baldism, which was formerly called bald Jesusism, and the benefits that it can bring to those who practice it. Baldism is a decentralized religion that was built by a process of crowdsourcing, trial and error, and adopting what works while discarding what didn't. So, I'm an idiot. <laughs> what kind of an idiot creates a religion and then sets about living it for a year to make sure that it actually works? Is it even possible for religion to work? Can a religion actually be created? Which brings me back to my original point, which is I'm the kind of idiot that does that. Yes, I'm an idiot, and this is my story, except it's not really my story at all, but we'll get to that soon enough. So bald Jesusism is now baldism. We've decided that in the Council of Iaea, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, We determined that bald Jesusism was just too hard to say, and baldism just works. Uh, So why do we need baldism? Now, to tell you that, I have to go back a little bit. I was in my late 40s when COVID hit, and I'm going to say something shocking here, so get your tomatoes ready to throw at me. I thought the pandemic would be good for us, for humanity, collectively. Now, before you throw the tomatoes, I need to explain a little bit. I didn't want people to die. Nothing about people dying from a war, an epidemic, a pandemic, or anything else makes me happy. There was no moment in the pandemic when I felt anything but horror and sadness at the human cost of the tragedy. But with that truth out of the way, I can move on to the more controversial one, which is I thought the pandemic would be good for humanity because our human civilization... It sucks. The way that we treat each other, the way we do things, the way we exploit one another, the planet, and anything else that we can touch, it's just disgusting. And it doesn't work for the long-term survival of our species or any other species that we come in contact with. Our society is and has been broken for a long, long time. Our embrace of interconnected digital technology in the past 30 years has accelerated the horrors of it. If you don't agree, that's fine. I get it. I mean, not all of us have the freedom or the ability to put on the they live sunglasses and see that the world is completely different than we've been told. Now, I don't want to get in some John Waters fist fight with you in an alleyway while I try to force you to put on my magic sunglasses because, well, I'm not Rod Roddy Piper and I just don't know how well aggression like that works when you're trying to persuade people to change their minds. So I'd just like you to have a better life. That's it. Your better life will translate to your kids having a better life. Them having a better life spreads outwards. It means a better life for my kid, my family, my descendants, my mom. I want everyone to have a better life. Not just some people. Everyone. I can't and I won't force that on anyone. And even if I wanted to, I I don't think that I could. Okay. So what does all of this have to do with baldism, with bald Jesus, with the holy bidgeable and living baldism for a year? Well, here goes. I believe that human beings are hardwired to have something that can roughly be called religion. Now, I studied anthropology in university. That's what my degree was in. You know, I was pretty good at this stuff, and um, I practiced it outside of university as well. But 
this thing called religion, it takes many different forms, but essentially it's that driving force within us that tries desperately to remind us not to be dicks. We create gods and saints and spirits and angels and heaven and hell, and we create all of that to hopefully make us pause before we just act like a dick. It, it's there to help make us consider the other person or the other people. And if that doesn't work, it's there to make us consider the consequences of our negative actions in this life or maybe even in the next. So what I'm talking about isn't so much religion as it is a philosophy of living, a matter of faith, or anything that makes us question whether we should just act like selfish, sociopathic assholes or not. That's it. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about religion. So for the past century, the people of the world have been steadily moving away from religion. You can look at all kinds of studies. You know, sociologists, this is no surprise to anybody that's looked at that stuff. Most Christians today aren't actual believers. Most Muslims aren't actual believers. Sure, they'll say they are. And Christians and the Muslims, they'll tell you in the world that they're Christians and Muslims, and they'll kill you or me to prove that they are. And there you have it. <laughs> it's, it's not just those two religions. It's all of them. It's every religion that's turned this way. You know, look at the statistics and you'll see. So if people are religious now, their kids are likely to be less religious. My child, despite my wife being a Muslim and myself being raised in Christian and in a lot of other traditions, and I'm, I'm deeply spiritual, so my child, you know, came to me. Now, I believe there's a creator, a guiding force in the universe, an order to everything, and despite all that, at eight years old, my daughter says to me, I hear a lot of stories about God and Allah, and I've talked with people about different religions, but honestly, I don't really believe any of them tr are true. I don't really think there is a God. And she was a little scared to tell me. I was shocked. I wasn't mad at her. We talked about it, and it was cool. But I started asking other kids, and they felt the same, most of them. The overriding sentiment with them, in my words, not in theirs, was that they were being fed a bunch of bullshit. Now, think about it. The entire world and the accumulated knowledge of mankind has been at their fingertips since they were born. And these kids, they can smell bullshit. You know, you know what I saw that they do believe, though? They believe in the Internet. They believe in influencers. They believe in TikTok and YouTubers. They believe in Roblox and playing games in a digital world with their friends that they can't see in the real life because of the pandemic. So I became fascinated and, and horrified by TikTok. And one day I heard someone say it overtly. Kids today are filling the hole in their soul with TikTok. Ding, 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 an alarm went off, and I literally heard a voice in my head say, someone should give them something better, someone that, something that isn't bullshit, or that's so overtly bullshit that it's okay that it's bullshit, but that actually contains some substance, some of that function that religion used to fill, but doesn't anymore. And that was it. I'm pretty sure that voice was mine, since there was no one else there with me. So that was where it began. I've been playing around with crypto and NFTs because they're inherently disruptive, and I love that shit, because they're disruptive to a lot of models that cause ruin in the world. You know, they're disruptive to capitalism, middlemanry, breaches of trust, exploitation, hidden transactionary mercantilism. I've been just having fun badly drawing. Now, I know I'm not a gifted artist. I've been badly drawing bald Jesus and having fun with it. Why bald Jesus? Now, I admit... This is the first time that I've admitted this, but I thought it was funny to see the ne negative reaction from Christians um, when I said bald Jesus or when they saw the art of Jesus with no hair. They'd be like, what? What? The son of God can't have bad hair. He, he was perfect. He didn't have bald follicles. He, he didn't have, he wasn't bald. Seriously, some people got very, 
unchristian about it. I'm, I'm not kidding there. Some people were very unchristian about it, and I loved it. It was like having a giant red flag that I could wave in front of a bull to see if it was an asshole bull or a Ferdinand bull that wanted to just lay quietly and smell the flowers underneath the cork tree. So there were some Christians who said, you know, why are you picking on our God? Why don't you make him a Harry Muhammad or an Afro Buddha? And that's super Christian as well, right? But <laughs> seriously, I heard from both. And my response to that was, well, a Harry Muhammad or an Afro Buddha, those are good ideas. <laughs> Maybe I will, but um, this is way too much fun to walk away from. And I'm never going to leave bald Jesus behind. So I decided that there should be one rule and the rule should be don't be a dick. Now, I admit it, me having fun poking holes in the sacred dude of Christianity was kind of dickish, but let's be clear, I made him bald, and his name was Jesus, and then I clearly stated over and over again that it wasn't Jesus Christ. I was trying not to be a dick by doing that. I differentiated him and the dozens of other people who decided to have fun drawing bald Jesus with me. They all got it too, and we set some pretty solid rules, and the rules were don't be a dick. We weren't trying to besmirch Jesus Christ. We just had a new dude, bald Jesus. Any similarities to people, real or historical or imaginary, is purely coincidence. Um, so to me, I wasn't being a dick. I was being mischievous, maybe a little machant, but my inner compass told me that that was fine. Now, for a bunch of reasons that I've explained in other places, I decided that bald Jesusism, which is now baldism, should become an actual religion with recognition from the state. And to do that, there had to be a credo, a statement of faith, a holy book, along with several other things. I'm a writer, so last November, November of 2021, I wrote the holy book for baldism. It was called The Holy Bidgible. Bidgible stands for Bald Jesus Bible Living Edition. It's an acronym. Bidgible. Bald Jesus Bible Living Edition. And I should clarify here that I wrote the words on the page, but that the ideas, they all came from other places. None of them were new. Well, maybe a few of them were new. But essentially, I compiled the wisdom I'd accumulated over nearly five decades in my life, in which at various times I was a born-again Christian, a Nichiren Buddhist, a Muslim. And in, in all three of those cases, it was a formal conversion. But there were other faiths and other sects and other cults that I joined or learned from or you know, I sat at the feet of Sufi dervishes, I went to zikrs, I talked with Satanists, I chanted in Taoist temples, I sat through meetings at the Kingdom Hall of Jehovah's Witnesses. I've been around a lot of religions. I've studied a lot of religions. I've read a lot about religion. I've read the Book of Mormon, the Guru Granth Sahib, the Tibetan, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, the Holy Bible, the Quran, the Tao Te Ching, the, um, and so many more. And I've taken comparative religion courses in university. So... All of that isn't to say, like, hey, look at me, but what it's saying is that in compiling the Holy Bidgeable, the Bald Jesus Bible Living Edition, I was drawing from many sources. These weren't just my ideas. I wasn't just coming up with these ideas. These ideas are old. They're out there, and they're shared between all of these different places. So I drew from the accumulated religious and occult teaching of humankind. I tried to take the things that worked or the things that made sense to me, and from all of that, I composed the nine suggestions— because aside from telling people not to be a dick, I don't feel qualified to give any other commandments. So suggestions are fine. So you have the one commandment and the nine suggestions. And I also created a fun collection of holidays that were designed to get people thinking, to create community, to empower people. I've always felt that there's nothing more godlike than the act of creation. So a lot of baldism is centered around creating, creating art, creating code, writing stories, doing graffiti, transacting on chain, and creating blockchain transactions. I'd created a religion and written a holy book. So I distributed it to people who were having fun with bald Jesus. And, well, 
the truth was no one seemed all that into it. I give these people a lot of credit because they stuck around. They didn't tell me I was nuts. They didn't mock me. They didn't call me an idiot like I call myself, which as I opened up this essay with, I obviously was an M. So what next? Well, that voice in my head jumped in again and it told me, you've created a year's worth of holidays. Why not live it for a year? Eat your own dog food. Now, I've spent some time in the startup world. And for those who aren't familiar, eat your own dog food means use your own product. And so there you have it. I was stuck. So I did what any idiot would do. I announced on social media to all my friends and family, to everyone that followed me, to anyone that was potentially an employer. I made myself accountable to it by telling other people, I'm going to follow bald Jesusism and live the holy vigible for a year. Now, I tried desperately to get other people to join me, but there was only one idiot that was going to take this journey with me, and that idiot was me. So, a year of baldism. Did I do it? Well, fuck yes, I did it. Was it easy? No, sir. No, ma'am. There was nothing easy about it. I forced myself to talk about bald Jesus and baldism with every person that I know and every person that I encountered. I took a trip around the world and I talked to people in every country that I went to about bald Jesus and baldism. I talked about it on podcasts. I talked about it in Twitter spaces. I wrote updates about how it was going on Vagabond.com and on all my social media outlets. I made bald Jesus art. I did my best to celebrate all of the holidays, to practice the nine suggestions. I also forced myself to become more and more aware of my actions and how they affect others. Did I break the commandment? Yeah, there were more than a few times that I was a dick in the last year. But you know what? Somehow, when I was being a dick, I was more aware of it. And this awareness enabled me to change my actions many times and actually kept me from being a dick a lot. And when I was a dick, it kept me from being more of a dick. It really did. So as a result of all of this, I became more aware of my triggers. I became more aware of my pain points. I became more aware of my dissatisfactions. And here's something that may surprise you. But after a year of living the practice of bald Jesusism, baldism, I'm a better man than I was before. Now, I know this might sound crazy, but I'm happier. I've lost weight. I'm in better shape than I've been in in decades. I sleep better. I'm healthier. I'm more confident. I have more friends. I have less worries about money. And most importantly, I'm much less of a dick. And I know it sounds like bullshit, but it's not. Also, as crazy as it sounds, living this philosophy is what I give the credit to. I'm as blown away as anyone. Maybe I'm more blown away. Because let's face it. It worked. It's not rocket science. I mean, if you have good principles to live by, your life is going to be better. All the success that I've had with baldism comes from codifying my principles and then living them. These are good principles and they work. You know, stop doing bad things. Start doing good things. Help others stop doing bad things and start doing good things. These are three solid principles, three of the suggestions. Doing meditation are Good and yoga are good for your body. Getting outside and walking or running, enjoying nature, these are good for you. And the thing is, anyone can tell themselves to do these things, but I can tell you that most people, even if they tell themselves to do these things, they won't. I didn't. Somehow, though, by encasing them in a silly religion and codifying them, they became more imperative and easier for me to enact. Now, did I meditate every day? No. There were big periods of the year when I didn't, but when I did, I felt better. And as for the holidays... They're simply fun. I enjoyed making myself more aware of the full moons. It was nice to have guidance on what to do on Solstice and Equinox. I loved Graffiti Day and Video Game Day and Skeptics Day. These holidays 
were way better than famous man birthdays or national celebrations or holdovers from holidays that other religions or nations have co-opted over centuries. You know what? It was fun to have a religious reason to spend a day reading or to celebrate Bitcoin Pizza Day with friends or to play ukuleles on ukulele day. So I brought other people into some of this, but mostly I admit people were, well, they were a little freaked out by it. And that was the hardest part of this year. I had to be the first evangelist. I had to be that freak. I had to bring it up, explain it, and either be okay with sounding like a lunatic or somehow do all of that without sounding like a lunatic. And without a doubt, there are people out there all over the world now who I met on trains, buses, planes, at festivals, bars, meetups, uh, conferences that think or thought this guy is a complete nut job. He started a cult and it's totally ridiculous. He's bonkers. I can tell you 100% baldism is ridiculous. And baldism being ridiculous is one of the best things about it. I couldn't have done any of this if it wasn't ridiculous, implausible, and complete idiocy. The fact is, it made a lot of people laugh. It made people look at it. And most importantly, it got people to consider some of the underlying ideas and philosophies, which are good. So what now? Well, we've just wrapped up the first council of IAEA. <laughs> the what? Okay, I knew from the beginning that the book that I'd compiled and written was flawed. Additionally, I didn't want the Holy Bidgeable to be a book written by me. I wrote it, but I didn't want it to be a book written by me. And the reason I called it the Bald Jesus Bible Living Edition was because it was always in the plan that it would be a living book that would change and grow and not be written by me. So on September 21st of this year, 2022, I invited all the holders of the Holy Bidgeable NFTs to join me in the Council of IAEA the COA. The COA is based on the Council of Nicaea, which in the 7th century, all the Christian bishops of the time came together and they decided which pieces of the Christian Bible to keep and which to throw away. The Christian Bible of today wasn't written by God and handed to Jesus and then distributed to George Washington. It, it was compiled from thousands of documents that conflicted with each other, said different things, and existed over a wide space of time, um, wide space and time. And the Council of Nicaea took all of those things and they picked and chose, and they took what they thought was best, and they created the Christian canon. The Council of IAEA is similar. Everyone who owned a Holy Bidgeable was invited. Collectively, we went through the entire text of the Holy Bidgeable, and we added, deleted, edited, discarded, and rewrote the entire thing. Now, there are a couple hundred people that own copies of the Holy Bidgeable. Not all of them came and took part, but those that did, which was about a dozen of us, we all contributed to this thing. So we took it apart and then we put it back together. Every holder of a holy bidgeable was enabled to vote to create proposals to edit to change the bidgeable. On December 21st of this year, 2022, just a few days from now, we're going to release the holy bidgeable Council of IAEA version 0.1. And as before, the Holy Bidgeable will be free to read and available to purchase an NFT book, but it's also going to be a physical book. It'll be an ebook, and if you want to read it on-chain for free, it will be there. We'll also upload it to the Internet Archive. So next year, we're going to repeat this process. It's a very different book than it was before the COA. It's not the book that I wrote anymore. It's a better book a better guide, a more comp compelling vision, no longer the compilations of one man. Now it's a truly crowdsourced religious philosophy for living. Will people adopt it? I don't know. I hope so. 
It'd be nice to see entire communities coming together for potlucks on the equinox or coming together to play video games as a religious duty on video game day. It'd be nice to see graffiti of bald Jesus spring up around the winter solstice. It'd be nice for people to have an internalized yet external and eternal voice that tells them, don't be a dick or stop doing bad things or go outside and take a walk in nature. Now, I suppose you can say that I'm the first baldest and that's pretty cool. I'll take that. I'll continue to be a baldist. I'll continue to tell people bald Jesus is your bro. I'll continue to distribute holy vigibles and to follow the nine suggestions as best I can. And the awesome thing, though, is that it, it isn't my religion or my book or my invention any longer. It's a thing that came from many. It's a thing that I hope will come from many more. Maybe it will come from you. And I hope that the Council of IAEA will meet annually and discuss changes and create new additions. And as was done this year, every holder of a holy vigible should be allowed to participate. The goal is that from September 21st to December 21st, the COA either ratify the current edition or create a new edition. They can throw out the entire thing if they want to. They could decide to bring Bald Mary into the picture or something. It's out of my hands now. It took Christianity 700 years to codify itself. We're already there at the end of one year. So my results, what did I get out of practicing bald Jesusism for a year? I'm going to go over them again because they're astounding but true. I became happier. I made new friends. I lost weight. I got in better shape than I've been in, in decades. I sleep better. I'm healthier. My relationships are healthier. I'm more confident. I have less worries about money. I don't have more money, but I have less worries about money. And most importantly, I'm much less of a dick. So do and don't. What should you, the person who's listening to this right now, what should you do? It's easy. Wait a couple days. We'll release the Holy Vigible, COA version one, and grab a copy of it and read it. That's it. Oh, and one more thing. Don't be a dick. <laughs> so it's going to be available in NFT hardcover, paperback, and Kindle versions. You'll be able to get it on Kindle. If you want to read it for free, you'll be able to get it from the Internet Archive. It's internetarchive.org. Just look up Holy Bidgeable. It's pretty easy to spell. And you'll also be able to get physical hardback or softback copies um, on Amazon starting December 21st. So you can pre-order the Kindle version now at the minimum price. And this is all pretty cool. Listen, you guys. Thank you for listening to this first podcast as I shared my year of baldism with you. I hope you have a year of baldism, and I hope the results are even better than my own were. And I have to tell you, my results they were awesome. But you know what? Two things. Don't be a dick, and bald Jesus is your bro.